Welcome to Alpha and Omega Ministries International. This ministry is committed to bringing apostolic alignment and restoration of the values and principles of the Kingdom of God to the body of Christ. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by the Word of God. Let's read once again the foundational scripture that we have been reading for the last few weeks from 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. As you all know, except the, the, the folks that have been joining us, that have joined us today, we have been on a journey teaching on the subject of faith. The title of our messages are Overcoming Faith, and this is the sixth week that we are studying the very subject of faith. Now, it's not possible for me to reiterate all that we have taught, but the wonderful thing is that we have managed to upload every sermon on SoundCloud. It's on our website. You, with a click of a button, you can get to the website and listen to our previous messages so that you can get the impact of what we are teaching. But let me give you just a very quick review and recap of what we talked about. In order for our faith to be productive and fruitful, we need to have a renewed mind. In our first session, we taught about that our thoughts must be in agreement with God's thoughts before our faith is able to produce any results. In other words, we need to learn to think as God thinks. God has a thought about everything, and we need to study the Word, find out what God thinks, and renew our minds with the thoughts of God. And I did mention to you the first week that our faith will never rise above the level of our thinking. If our thinking is wrong, then our believing will be wrong. And ultimately, our behavior will follow suit. Then we, we came to the subject of words. We talked about our words need to be in line with God's Word. In other words, we need to learn to speak the language of faith. Faith has a language. And the language of faith is very different from the language of the world. The world runs on a negative trend. It is powered and geared by the fear of men. And therefore, their language is all about negativity one after another. So we need to learn how and how uh, the, the, uh, what God says about us so that our words can come into agreement with God's Word. Speaking the Word of God is an offensive weapon in our resisting the enemy. So not only our thoughts, 
but also our words need to line up and come into agreement with the Word of God. And then, of course, we looked at some examples in the Bible and we studied a particular subject, the battle between David and Goliath. And we saw in that lesson how David released his faith by the words that he spoke. His words were words filled with faith and confidence in his God, and he went against the giant, believing and speaking the word of God. And the result was that he overcame him by the word of his testimony. Now, we also last week looked at the woman with the issue of blood. And uh, we were not able to finish and conclude the lesson because we needed to receive communion and receive tithes as well. So, for the benefit of those who were not with us last week, we're going to read the healing or the miraculous healing of a woman with the issue of blood which is found in the, in the Gospel according to St. Mark. And we're going to read from verse 25 through to 34. Verse 25 through to 34. This is the record of a woman who was healed by the Lord Jesus, who according to Scripture had an issue or a flow of blood for 12 years. Let's, lead, let's read from verse 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now please notice the order of events as Mark records the healing of this woman with the issue of blood. Here we see that according to Scripture this woman was suffering for 12 long years and not only that, the Bible says she suffered many things from many physicians who obviously were experimenting with her and found no cure, but she rather grew worse. She spent everything that she had on doctors without any apparent result. Not only she was physically drained, but also emotionally drained and 
according to scripture, financially bankrupt. She was completely depleted. The first thing that took place in this woman's life was that she came in contact with the Word of God. Scripture says she heard about Jesus. Well, what did she hear? She must have heard the gospel. She must have heard the good news. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, and according to Scripture, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. She heard that Jesus was healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease, and there was no sickness or disease that Jesus could not heal. So when she heard these words, the Bible says faith came into her heart. The lesson we need to learn here is that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith does not come by praying. Faith doesn't come by crying. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. That's why it's so important when you feel that you are drained or exhausted emotionally, when you feel that your faith is being drained, that you are losing strength, the first thing you need to do is not just pray, but come under the ministry of the anointed Word of God. When you hear the Word, faith comes into your heart, strength comes into your heart, because the words of Jesus are filled with spirit and they're filled with life. So that's what happened to her. She heard about Jesus. Now, when she believed what she heard, the next thing that happened is, she said. We've learned that faith has a language, and the language of faith is a language that is filled with confidence and trust in God's promises. She said out loud, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Now, what she did not realize when she said those words, she released and put into motion the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that faith is a law, and that law is released by the words that we speak. The law of life in the Spirit, in Christ Jesus, is released by words of faith and actions of faith. So that when it is released, it goes into action and delivers us or brings healing to us and whatever we need at that particular time. She released her faith through the words that she spoke. She said, I shall be made well if I touch the hem of his garment. Now remember that Jesus is surrounded by a multitude. Many people surrounded him, thronged him, and many touched him out of curiosity, and others were pushed onto him by the crowd. But there was one touch, and that was the touch of faith that this woman released that brought healing to her incurable disease. And the Bible says that Jesus felt that moment when the woman touched him, 
that virtue and power had gone out of him. Now, just picture it in your mind, please. Here is a woman, exhausted emotionally, physically. Imagine having a flow of blood for 12 years every single day. She was physically exhausted, emotionally exhausted. But she must, she had found the courage. How, where did she find that courage? By the word that she heard. The word gave her hope. The word gave her strength. The word brought faith into her heart. And through faith, she was able to pick herself up in that condition that she was in. She got out of her house and she began to go towards Jesus where he was surrounded by the crowds. Now she must have pushed her way through that crowd and she must have heard many things. Woman, stop pushing. Woman, she must have heard terrible things, but she found that courage to push through that crowd and do exactly what she said she was going to do. She touched the hem of his garment and immediately the Bible says the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that affliction. Now, of course, Jesus asked the question, who touched my clothes? Because he felt that power and virtue had gone out of him into someone and they got healed. Now, when Jesus asked who touched me, the woman, the Bible says, fearing and trembling, fell before him and told him all that happened. Notice what Jesus said to her in, in verse 34, I think. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Please notice the words of Jesus. Your faith has made you well. He did not say, my faith made you well. He didn't say, woman, God made you well. He said, your faith, your faith has made you well. Now, of course, we know that it was the Lord who healed her. But it was her faith that opened the door for the power of God to enter her body and drive out the disease. Let me say this. Healing for the body and deliverance from demonic oppression has already been provided through the sacrificial death of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. We need to understand that, that God does not withhold healing or deliverance from any of his children. He loves to see his people well. It is the desire of God's heart to see his people well, taken care of. Spirit, soul, body, financially, and socially. Now, faith, of course, is the designated channel or the open door by which we receive healing. And let me say this, it's one thing for God to give you something, but it's another thing for you to receive it. I may come to you one day and say, listen, I have, um, I have been praying for you, and while I was praying, the Lord gave me a word to bring to you, or the Lord told me to give you something. So I approached 
and I give you that word or that promise or I give you that thing the Lord put on my heart to give you. But if you want to make it yours, you're going to have to reach out your hand and receive it. Are you with me? So from God's point of view and from God's side, he has already given us. The problem is always with us being able to receive what God gives. So it's one thing God giving, but it's another thing us receiving it. And it takes faith to receive it. Amen. For by grace are you saved. How? Through faith. And that is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Let me give you another example. God provided salvation for all mankind through the death of Jesus. Do you agree with that statement? If you agree, just raise your hand, please. Salvation belongs to every human being on the face of the earth. Jesus purchased salvation through the shed blood on the cross. It belongs to every single one of us. But you all know that not everyone will be saved. Why is that? Because not everyone receives the grace of God or receives the Lord Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Even though God gave salvation to mankind, all mankind will not be saved because not all will receive it by faith what God has given. Some people would rather have religion rather than a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people want to earn their salvation. So they think they can earn their salvation by doing good works. It doesn't work that way. Salvation is a free gift given to us from God, but it takes faith to receive it. The same with healing, the same with deliverance, the same with financial prosperity. God has already given us all that pertains to life and godliness through his exceeding and great and precious promises. But it takes faith to receive what God has given. And that is why we're spending all this time teaching on the subject of faith. Why do we have to teach it? So that people can know and understand how to receive the blessings of God. Are you with me? Amen. Now, we clearly see once again how faith triumphed over an incurable disease that tormented this woman for 12 long years. The Bible says all things are possible to them who believe. There is no sickness, there is no disease that God cannot heal. Amen. It's not whether God will or will not. God has already spoken and already said what he has done in Christ Jesus. It is us receiving that which God has given us. And it's important for us that we understand that God is not holding out on us. God is not holding out on any of his children. He is a good and he's a generous, loving father. In fact, Jesus said, which one of you who are fathers, if your son will ask for fish, will you give him a stone? Of course not. If he asks for bread, will you give him a scorpion? No, of course not. How much more, he said, your heavenly father will give good gifts. 
to those who ask him. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? It's one thing to ask, but it's another to receive. Faith is the channel through which we receive the blessings of God. And I say that over and over again, we need to understand it. So our faith needs to be exercised. Our faith needs to be released. And we've already talked how to release our faith. One of the ways is to align our thinking with God's thinking. Another way is to align the words that we speak with God's words. We need to learn the language of faith and the language of heaven, which is very different from the negative language of the world. Now, what are the lessons that we, uh, that we can learn? Let, let's see here. Let's examine and analyze how this woman released her faith, which released her ultimately from her disease. As we said, the first thing that took place, she heard the word. And we need to understand that whatever we need, it's in the word of God. What do you need? Faith for healing, it's in the word. Faith for finances, it's in the word. Faith for, um, for, for, um, for encouragement, for comfort. It's all in the Word of God. We need to hear what God has to say because faith begins where the will of God is known. And the Word of God is the will of God. God says what He means and He means what He says. Amen? So we need to Come in touch with the word. What does God say about my situation? What does the Lord say about my children? What does the Lord say about my marriage? What does God think of my business? What does the Lord think of me? And when we learn these things, the thoughts of God, the words of God, we renew our mind with God's thoughts and we speak in line with what God says about us. So she heard about Jesus. The next thing that happened is she spoke. She said she released her faith through the words that came out of her mouth. That's how faith is released. It is released through word and through action. Someone said that love and faith are the same. Love is revealed and expressed through words and through actions. Faith is revealed through words and through actions. So, the, 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 please notice the order of events that took place. She heard, she believed, she said, she acted on what she said, and then she felt in her body that she was healed. The feeling came last, not first. It's important for us to note that. The feeling came last. Not first. Most people want to feel something before they say they have what they believe God. In other words, if you're waiting to feel it before you say it, you will never get to feel it. If you're waiting to see first before you confess you have it, you will never have it. You know, Thomas said to the Lord, unless I see... And unless I feel by putting my finger in the holes of your hand, I will not believe. And Jesus did not praise Thomas. In fact, he rebuked him and he said, be not unfaithful. What did he say to him? You, but believe. Blessed are those who have not seen but believed. 
And so many of us today, in the Christian community, we won't confess anything unless we feel it. Well, if you wait to feel righteous, you will never feel it. <laughs> the Bible says you are the righteousness of God. You may not look like it, you may not feel like it, but that's a fact. That is the Word of God. And you need to confess every day, I am the righteousness of God. I'm not just an old sinner saved by grace. I'm not a worm. I am a child of the living God, and I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, by His stripes you were healed. Amen? Now, if you wait to feel before you say it, you'll never get to feel it. Hello? The Bible also says that Jesus was made poor, and through His poverty we became rich. Now, rich, the meaning of the word rich is have an abundant supply. You don't confess poverty. You don't confess fear. You should not confess failure. You're not a failure. You are victorious in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. The Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. You know, the tongue is the smallest, members of, a smallest member of all the members of the body, but yet it can do the greatest damage to our lives, to our bodies, to our families, and to our friends. Hello? The Bible says the tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise person does not speak and meditate on sickness and disease. The tongue of the wise does not speak and acknowledge fear. Fear does not come from God. Doubt does not come from God. We need to resist those things that do not come from God. They are from beneath. And we need to learn to receive things only that come from above. The Bible says every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Amen? God is a good God. He is a wonderful Father. He is a wonderful provider. And He has provided all that we will ever need or require in Christ Jesus. In fact, the Word says, How can He who gave up His own Son cannot provide all things together with Him? Romans 8, chapter, chapter 8, verse 32. Why don't you look at that verse with me, please? I want to quote it properly as it is written. Romans chapter 8, verse 32, I think. If you find it before me, you can unmute uh, your, your computer and, and, and read it. Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Amen. He who spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us how many things? How many things? All things. Amen. Together with Jesus, God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. 
We are dealing with a father whose love is beyond human understanding. Our capacity to receive from him needs to be enlarged so that we can embrace all those good things that God has given us, not only embrace them, but experience them and walk in them in this life so that people can look at us and praise our Heavenly Father and say, man, they got a wonderful God, these people. Look at them. Look how blessed they are. Amen? The Bible says you are a city set on a hill. Amen? He's a good Father. He's a good God. So the thing that I want us to notice here is that it is through faith that we receive all these wonderful blessings. That's why without faith, the Bible says it is impossible to please God. And we need to study for ourselves and learn what this faith is and how does it work. So the woman heard, she believed, she said, she did what she said, she went out of her house, she acted on that word, and then she felt in her body that she was healed of that incurable disease. As I said, if you wait to feel something before you confess you have it, it's like putting the cart before the horse. It won't work. Amen. If you are afraid or doubtful to say and confess what the Word of God says about you, or hesitant to act on that Word, you will never experience the feeling or get to see the manifestation of your faith. Faith in the heart, folks, must find an expression through the words of our mouth and our actions before we see or feel the results. One other thing that we need to notice is that our words will always locate where our faith is. You stop and listen to someone speaking for just a few minutes and immediately you can locate where the person is spiritually, whether he's speaking by faith or whether he's speaking by feelings. Amen? And we need to stop and listen to ourselves sometimes, the words that come out of our mouths. Amen? You can locate yourself by the words that come out of your mouth. For the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen? Praise God. The moment she touched, faith was released and drew the power of virtue out of the Lord's body. Now, in conclusion, we see what this woman teaches us here is her determination. Nothing could have changed in this woman's condition without exercising her faith. She could have sat at home in that condition and said, well, and complained about her lot in life. Or she would have said, like so many believers are saying today, well, if God wants to heal me, he's all powerful and he knows my condition and he can just do it because he's sovereign. No, I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. If this woman had that attitude, she would have never received anything from the Lord. She would have died sick. Are you listening to me? 
She refused to remain in that condition. She desired healing and went after it with everything she had. She was not passive and she was not indifferent about it. One of the things that I have learned over the years is that unless and until we are fed up with our condition, whether spiritual or physical condition, unless we become desperate in our situation, God will not move on our behalf. We need to show God that we're really serious and mean business with Him. Are you listening to me? In other words, God has nothing for the passive Christian, for the one who's indifferent, who's lukewarm. This woman had a burning desire to be well. She was determined. She refused to stay sick. And we can see that because she was battling this illness with the doctors for 12 long years. She never gave up. Most of us would have given up halfway and say, well, that's my condition. There's no cure. I better sit with it and die with it and go to my grave with it. You know, many years ago, I led someone to the Lord and this person had a habit of smoking, smoking quite a lot. And often I spoke to this person. She was an elderly lady. She was much older than I was. And I said to her, look, the Lord can deliver you from this. She said, ah, no, I've been smoking so long. I don't think I'll ever. In fact, you know what she said to me? She said, I believe I'll go to my grave with a cigarette. And you know, she ended up going to the grave with a cigarette in her hand. Did God not want to deliver her? Of course not. She was not really wanting to be delivered. That's why Jesus asked the man who was laying at the pool for so many years, will you be made well? Now what a question to ask someone who is ill. Do you want to be made well? Well, we see this woman she desired to be well. And the first thing that needs to take place in your life, if you, if you want God to intervene in any situation in your life, you're going to have to desire it. You're going to have to want it. And you're going to become, you're going to have to become serious and desperate about a situation. Whether it's a situation that you need to be delivered from, or whether it's a blessing that you're seeking God from. She desired to be made well. That's why Mark eleven twenty four says, Whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So we need to learn how to pray our desires. So that's what I learned over the years. When I become desperate in my situation, when I, when, when I get fed up with my condition, and I cry out to the Lord from the depths of my heart, and then I release my faith. That's when I see results. So we need to show God that we are serious about deliverance. Show Him that we strongly desire His blessings, and go after them with everything we have. Take, for instance, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Those who are hungry, those who are serious, those who desire it, those who cannot live without it, press into God and receive by faith. Amen.
And so are the, all of the gifts of the Spirit. The Bible says, desire the best gifts. So look at verse Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, in order to uh, confirm what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm sharing with you right now. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. Matthew 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So my word to you, child of God, is go after what you believe. Go after what God promised you. Don't be passive or indifferent about it when it comes to the things that God promises us. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So we need to be fervent about our, our faith, about what we desire from God. And so this woman got what she believed. She exercised her faith through the word of God. She acted upon what she said she would do. And she received her healing. No doctor could cure her, but faith in God did. And so it is today. There are problems that man cannot solve. Situations that man does not have an answer for. Medical science has no answers for. But the Lord always has a solution. Even before the problem arose, God provided the solution. Amen? What we need to do is to awake in our hearts, in our spirits, and be determined, persevering, and going after, hard after those things that God promised us. Our children, our families, the salvation of our loved ones, Amen? You may be praying for someone right now, and instead of that person coming closer to the Lord, they're going further and further away. Don't give up. Don't give up. Persevere. Persist. Fast. Pray. Call upon the name of the Lord. Ultimately, your prayer will be answered. The miracle will take place if you do not give up. That's why the Bible encourages us not to become weary in well-doing, but to persevere. For in due time, the Bible says, we shall reap if we do not faint. And again, Hebrews says, those um, uh, talking about faith, that, uh, that um, uh, where is it now? Mar uh, Hebrews chapter 12, I think, or 11. It says, if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. We need to be drawing near to God, folks. As the days approach of the Lord's coming, we need to awaken. We need to be spiritually alert. We need to be spiritually alive. We need to be pursuing the things of God, the words of God, and the promises of God, not just for us, 
but for those around us so that we can see the glory of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's pray and then we will give a few minutes. Father, thank you so much for your word today. And Lord, as we continue on this subject and we look at some of the examples of men and women who have released and exercised their faith in your promise, they were never disappointed, Lord. You never turned anyone away who believes. In fact, your word says that those who believe will never be ashamed. Thank you for your exceeding great and precious promises to us. May you bring an awakening to our hearts, Lord. May you increase and enlarge our capacity to receive more and more from you, more wisdom, more knowledge, more understanding, Father, and go deeper and deeper into the mysteries of the kingdom of God and not only find solutions for ourselves and our children, but also for those whom we love, for those around us, for the community we are part of, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your teaching, and thank you for your all-powerful word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources and more information about this ministry, come and visit us at www.alphaomegaint.org.za.